0: Hi everybody and welcome. This is Pam from the Paper Outpost and this is the Junk Journal Podcast, the Joy of Junk Journals. Welcome, welcome. I uh, hope you're all comfy and nestled in or walking about, whatever you're doing. It's good. It's fine. It's, it's awesome that we're together. We're just hanging and we're chewing the fat. And here we are all on a beautiful day in January. Hopefully it's a beautiful day wherever you are. Um, and we're talking crafting. We're talking the life of a crafter, and we're talking today life lessons learned from this crafter. Um, it's kind of thinking back and reflecting. Uh, it's a very reflective time of year, you know this this turn from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. Anytime there's a yearly, annual change, I don't know. Not, I mean, nothing technically changes around us, but perceptually. Everything's different because we've stepped into this newness of this new year, and we're looking about, kind of trying to decide, have we advanced? Have we had fun? Have we created? Um, would we like to create new things and different things? What is the situation at hand? So I thought this might be a fun time to reflect on what life lessons uh, did this little crafter learn as she meandered about and uh, traversed her way through her little papery world, and um, And how did it all turn out? Um, I think that uh, one of the things I, uh, number one, or actually, I don't know, maybe we should count, but let's go forward because I, I, uh, uh, we'll just go forward. Number one, everything is a craft supply until proven otherwise. This just reaffirms itself to me constantly. I'm sitting here in the park, in the truck. It's very quiet, it's early morning, and I see these gorgeous leaves everywhere. They're all brown. They're all from they all fell off our beautiful Florida oaks sometime this past fall and winter. And they're just hearkening to be picked up and used in crafts. And uh, some may look at the lowly leaf as uninspirational or you know, nature's litter or um, there might be bugs on it, you know, that type of thing. Well, it's a chilly day here in Florida, so I'm hoping all the bugs are hiding, but I've just got this hankering to get out there and grab some of those and bring them home because I have plans. I have big plans for those leaves and uh, maybe we'll do that in an up and coming video because very excited. Um, I don't have a layer of snow covering my leaves, so that is one thing, but technically your leaves are probably, unless you're in the desert maybe, under the snow layer. And I think if you push the snow back, hey, I'm from Canada, I do remember snow. <laughs> um, there should be some wet leaves under there, and that's that actually means half of your work is done, because... The odds are in your favor that your leaves are already flat, flat for you, which saves a step, you know, so, um, nothing wrong with that. Take those wet leaves and just take them home and, uh, lay a tea towel down, lay them out if, um, if they're wet and then just put another tea towel on top with some heavy books on top and you'll have some nice, uh, leaves, uh, probably in an hour or so, all dried and ready to go to be used in your crafting. Um, so we'll go explore that. That'll be a lot of fun. Um. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, carrying on. So, yes, everything is a craft supply until proven otherwise. Um just I was playing with some packaging the other day from my glue sticks and it the pack the back of the package was just this perfect weight this perfect weight of chipboard also known as cardboard uh, thin cardboard it was wonderful um to be able to make bases mass make some bases out of so that i could just go and create things um, on top of those they could turn into pockets or tucks or belly bands or bookmarks you name it they could even be cute little um, covers for smaller journals um just Uh, Oh, okay, so let's move on to number two. Then number two starts to reveal itself. Uh, I learned to look at old things with new eyes. And uh, I think that that is a big one. When you take a second to ponder and turn something over and look at it from different angles and layer things on top of it. And, um, oh, there's a beautiful little German shepherd walking by, walking a man. Yeah, it's so cute. And... uh, you give it a new chance at life. You give it a new breath of fresh air, not only to the object, but also to your mind and to your imagination. It just gives this little spark, this little sense of interest, this, you know, it's amazing. It, who has else has had this experience? You think you've done everything, seen everything that you can possibly do with a piece of paper. And then you go on Pinterest and you look and you and you see somebody do this, like they, they create like, um, you know, the... Eiffel Tower out of a piece of paper with three folds and you're you're thinking oh my gosh that was amazing and why didn't I ever think of that Um, because we we do inspire each other and that is a good thing but um, yes having the open mind and the willingness and the generosity of spirit to just take yourself into a place of looking at your old stuff You know maybe you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas and you're feeling like you're drowning in your old stuff your old boring craft supplies and there's nothing new it all looks the same there's that big pile of paper those old magazines that that big pile of fabric that you've rooted through a hundred times you're just tired of looking at it it's old and sore Um, it's an eyesore for you Uh, maybe your old scissors or you know you've had them there's nothing like you just don't feel like running and grabbing them and cutting things Um, an old, worn-out glue bottle. You're still milking to get that last drop out, and inspiration has left the building. This is where that little shift, that little change in perspective, that little breath of fresh air, is really needed. It can really change. I'm saying really a lot. I'm going to. I'm going to stop that immediately. Um, it can change in an instant. Sometimes we see things as we think they are but really what we're looking at is something that has many faces it's multifaceted it has many possibilities many purposes if we just changed our perspective considered another option dragged a piece of paper from over yonder and brought it to where one sits and then grabbed a piece of fabric that we're tired of looking at and dragged it over to where one sits and we ask ourselves is the fabric the base of what i'm going to make or is the fabric the topper of the card i'm going to make the journal card or is the fabric the sash around the cover that i'm going to make with the paper or the is the paper going to wrap a cardboard to make a cover and then i'm going to use the sash or the fabric as a sash or i'm going to or am i going to make page tabs out of the fabric. I've never done that before. Maybe that is something new I could try with this fabric I've had forever. Maybe this time I'm going to coffee dye that fabric. I've never coffee dyed before. Um, It seems so overwhelming, so complicated, like it might take up a lot of room. All that paper drying everywhere, this and that. Setting the house on fire with the papers in the oven, hanging papers, papers on the floor, papers dripping, coffee everywhere. Um, lots of fun, but maybe I could just coffee dye a little piece of fabric. Maybe that little leftover coffee in my cup could have a new purpose. Maybe I could dip some seam binding into that coffee and absorb it and, uh, color some, um, seam binding. I actually did something similar to that last, uh, yesterday. Um, I've been going through a big mass making episode of uh, dye- hand-dyeing some uh, papers and cardstock and things like that. And I always have a little residual liquid in the pan. So I run and I get... Uh, I trot. I happily trot over to my craft room. And um, if Sunny hasn't already grabbed it, I grab my seam binding. Uh, I bought some big rolls of it, white. And I bought white because I thought I could color it any color I want. So I used to get different colors but now I'm I just get white. If you see me use different colors it's probably because it came in a grab bag that way. But if I'm actually going to purchase this, purchase it I either just white or off-white, or as close to white as I can get. And then I will color it any color, like I was working with coffee dyeing. So I dipped it in the residual a little bit, and it came out really pretty. And the the pull, the the um, capillary action of the coffee in the rayon polyester seam binding pulls the darkness to the edges, and then you have this paler center and the darkness on the edges. If um, you air dry it. I don't put my seam binding in the oven. I don't recommend that. <laughs> um, I actually just sit it outside on my uh, my patio to, to dry up a little bit. And uh, I also did it with some green. I was working with some green colors. And I had a little bit left over as well from the papers I was dying. And uh, so, yeah, just kind of looking at things with new eyes, thinking... Wouldn't it be great if I had something grab-and-go ready and then looking at what you're actually doing and is there anything here that can be created to give myself a pool or a stash or a um, collection of things that I can grab from easily so that I can move forward in my journal-making? Sometimes I think people get stuck because they feel like they're unsure how to start. Should I make all the little bits and then... Create the journal and then stick the little bits in the journal. But then, what if I don't know what theme I'm doing? How do I make little bits for a year? How do I make a bunch of clusters for the year? How how do I make a bunch of uh, pockets and tags and 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 tucks and bookmarks for a year when I, when I don't even know what I'm doing today? Never mind, three months from now. Will I really want to do the journal of teapots three months from now? Hey, who knows? Um what uh, or should I construct the journal and then make things as I go to put in the journal? All roads are good. All roads are fine. Um, I guess this leads to number three. Number three is understand the value of preparation and decide for yourself, personally, where the joy lives. If you can d- figure out where your joy lives when you're making journals, is it in the preparation of the little bits ahead of time? Maybe you have fun just randomly putting things together without any thought. That's one of my favorite places to live. Maybe you enjoy, after a good crafting session, you take all the scraps on your desk and you just create little things from them so there are no scraps left over. You just completely convert everything into a something. Maybe it's a little... Um, you know the shelf pocket or a open and closed bookmark um, lots of little clusters lots of little tags who knows um, and then you're done and you feel very good your place is clean you've used your stuff um, in my uh, actual circumstance I create so many scraps I would just be using up my scraps. I would never create anything new. I would continually be using up scraps. So there has to be a balance. And you have to know what your own personal journey of joy is with your papers. Is it to produce a lot of journals? I like to make a lot of journals. I find great joy in that. I love to construct the books. And um, uh, I love to... Play with the paper, do different things with the paper, stencil it, color it, uh, coffee dye it, um, you know, whatever we're doing with the paper. I love I love to play with it, do fun, goofy, different things with it. Um, but then there's times I like to settle down and I like to work on the little, little uh, embellishments, the little pretty things, the decorations that we put in the journal. And uh, just get lost in the littleness, the petiteness, the tininess, the teeny tiny stuff, and it doesn't take much of a supply to create beautiful things. Um, I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Oh, I forgot what number I'm on. I'm going into number four, I think. It I've learned it doesn't take much to create beautiful things. Um, you don't need seven tons of paper and fabric and stuff. You can make so much with very little. It's 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 gobsmacking, astounding, magnificent because. Your supplies will go a long way. And here's the classic thing. When we love to hunt for our goodies and our treasures, uh, which is a huge part of fun of junk journal making for a lot of people. I, I'm i standing there in the circ- circle going, oh, you know, hallelujah. Yes, I'm there with you. Uh, I love a good uh, supply hunt. There's nothing like it. Um, oh, the rush. <laughs> um and it seems so innocent, right? It's just craft supplies, you know. We're we're not on the street causing debauchery and all of that. No, no, no. We're just collecting a few little things that we might use someday, right? The someday. <laughs> and um, um, uh, so we start and it's a little bit dangerous when you see everything as a craft supply you just tend to start amassing uh it happens very quickly and i i uh, i i uh, i encounter a lot of people who are just beginning their junk journal journey and initially they feel like they don't have anything um they do have things they're all hidden in their homes but we'll help them with that um They feel like they don't have anything and they don't know where to begin. They're not sure about the whole cover thing. The cover is very confused, like how? Is it strong enough? Is it not strong enough? Is it gonna fall apart? Is it too big, too small? Is it the right size? Um, What about that spine, for gosh sake? That's so overwhelming. All the pressure. Oh, the pressure of the spine. And uh, uh, um, I want you to welcome learning some simple techniques and getting past those little stumbling blocks. Um, I think that's probably... Number five, that's number five because when you welcome your stumbling blocks or where you get stuck or where you have a challenge, as opposed to get frustrated and just throw the whole project down and walk away in a huff. But if you welcome and embrace the monster, if you embrace the monster and you say to yourself, you take a step back and you say, Okay, I'm not having fun at the moment. I've hit frustration. This is not working. I don't know what to do. And just know that there is a way through that and you're you can find it for yourself the the easiest and most comfortable and most pleasing way that you can find for you and you have resources you have youtube there are so many beautiful junk journal makers out there who are willing to share their glorious tips and um They're very talented and please take the time to explore the others out there because I've learned so much from them. I would not be able to do this without them and I'm very grateful and very thankful. Uh, If I did come to something where I thought, all right, why are we all doing it this way? This seems um, cumbersome. It seems difficult. Is there a different way we could do this? Is, Is there an easier way we could do this? Is there a tool that might make this easier? Is there a technique that might remove 17 steps. So we get to the same finale. It's still strong. It's still beautiful, but we don't have to do all those little middle steps. Um, I would sit there and probably my primary, um, stumbling blocks in the beginning were dealing with getting my signatures aligned and getting my journal to be strong and not to fall apart and dealing with the spine and how to connect the spine to the front and back cover, things like that. And then how to cover the cover without stuff poking out and it looking neat and tidy and pretty. And, um, you know, as I would go along and I would get inspired by other people and then I would try some new things on my own and I would say, okay, I like what Sally's doing. She's doing that, oh, that's great. And then Sarah is also, she did this and that looked really cool too. So maybe I could bring the two ideas together and uh, see where that went so if you kind of take a step back because in that moment when things get dark and thick and scary and like you want to run out the door and wondering why you started this whole thing there's a little light that's beckoning you to come forward no it's not the train at the end of the tunnel (laughs) it is it's possibility calling you forward where you can just step into it for a second, and if you just put your frustration hat down for a second and just say, okay, okay, maybe, maybe this isn't as awful as I'm thinking. Maybe there is an easier way through this. Where can I get some resources? Can I watch somebody else just walk me through this, see how they did it? Can I be open to the fact that there are a million and one ways to make a journal? Can I be open to the fact that I may not try a million and one ways to make a journal? I may try five ways to make a journal and settle on the one that I really like for me. You know, maybe I'm a fabric journal girl. Maybe I'm a, um, uh, you know, solely paper. I only work with paper guy you know, it's totally fine. Maybe I'm a leather. I I like leather and I like to work with leather and make leather covered journals. There's some beautiful leather covered journals out there, the leather workers out there and people who are learning how to work with leather and things like that. It's fascinating. It's just absolutely fascinating. Um, and there's no limit and there's no boundaries and there's no borders to what you can make or you can do. Um, you will have your own inclinations and your own preferences, and that's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, I think it's healthy to look at people who make things differently than we always make them because they bring in new ideas. And you may never make a journal exactly like somebody else does because you always bring you with you, and you will create it the way you would create a journal of their style. So you are always involved in the process, uh, the process of learning, and we're all learning. There's, we're never done. And... We're never done bringing stuff home, <laughs> you know. Uh, maybe there's times we—it's a good idea to take a little rest and a reprieve and organize what we have. I think this is a grand time of the year to organize our stuff. Um, it's pretty much mandatory for me. If I don't get in touch with what I have, it just my walls start closing in because you, stuff takes up space. It just takes up space. So rolling around a lot of ideas in the head about what to do with the stuff. What is the best use of the stuff? To honor it, to give it um, the best home, the best chances, the best opportunity to become something beautiful. And uh, really get in touch with what you're not using and why you're not using it. Are you not reaching for the blue ruffle? Because maybe deep down you're not a big blue person. Maybe you're more of a pink or maybe you're a neutral And that's okay, but you keep blue around just because you think you should, because you never know, you may be overtaken by the the desire to make a blue journal one day. And maybe you will. Maybe this is that moment. Maybe you're going to walk into the, the room next time and say, this is my year. I'm making the blue journal. Yes. Um, But by the way, colored journals are probably some of the easiest to make as far as if a theme, if you're trying to think of a theme for a journal, because it's very easy to go through all your stuff and pull out all the blue stuff. And then you quickly find how many different blues there are in the world. And uh, uh, but you can use all of them or you can use just, you know, a couple of tones, you know, totally up to you. You can mix it with some neutrals. You can keep it completely blue. You totally up to you Or, or marry it with pink. You know, I mean, there's a million and one ways to do it. Um, okay, Did, am I on number five? Let's go with number five. Um, uh, always, number five is always keep your sense of adventure. Yes, always keep your sense of adventure because, um, gall darn it, dag nabbit, this is supposed to be fun. And I want you all to be having lots of fun and explore even more ways to have fun. Um, crafting. Is to, be, is to put a skip in your step, is to get that little feeling of excitement. It, you know, no matter how small, no matter if it's a tiny cluster, but if you get excited about it or you're, you're feeling good about it or you put things together that you've never put together before, maybe you're going to use a paper napkin and some burlap and a rhinestone because you've never done that combination before. Um, you know, welcome uh, newness, and newness will bring spark. Uh, you don't need new stuff, you just uh, need new ways of looking at stuff. So I would say just embrace that and uh, uh, things will reveal themselves to you. Your your brain, your mind, your imagination and your heart are always working for you. Behind the scenes, they're knitting, they're knitting and they're quilting, and I mean metaphorically, they're knitting together ideas and possibilities and um, options for you that maybe have not been served up to you. That way, at this moment, in this perfect moment in time, when you just look at those two things together and all of a sudden you're inspired. So, I hope um, this was fun to just kind of uh, think about. Um, I would love to hear what some of your life lessons learned over your years of crafting have taught you. I think that's um, something really fun to to think about. Um, And I'm sure there are about a million more. So, Welcome everybody to the paper outpost. This is me in the park. Sunshine is at home. He's hanging out with dad up in his office right now. And um, we are just tickled pink to be able to be together and talk about crafting. And I mean, isn't that wonderful? We can just hang out wherever we are and think about the paper and the fibers and the fun different ways that we can put it together. And uh, we're just playing. I don't know. This This is pure fun to me. Why it's fun? I don't know. It is. That's all that matters. And it's grand because uh, right now, at least before all the paper vanishes in the world and we go completely electronic, we still have lots of paper to play with. So let's go have some fun. And remember that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon, everybody. And I will, I will be talking with you and seeing you on the videos and hearing you here and Um, I love to read your comments and everything so thanks very much. Thanks very much for who you are and uh, choosing to spend your time here. I really appreciate that and I'm very honored that you are here. Take care everyone. Bye-bye.